This is episode 347 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Basta, and this week I'm bringing you a very special guest. As you can see, if you're watching the video, this is Dustin Strout, and he will be discussing the basics of ChatGPT, what he's currently doing, which you need to know because it will impact you if you let it, and how there is more than ChatGPT out there, along with some predictions of what's going on. If you're loving these episodes, please make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button, share this podcast or if you dare, leave a review. All right, so a little bit of a background about who Dustin is. Him and I have met at different social media conferences multiple times, and so we have remained friends online. He's an entrepreneur, a digital marketing consultant, a speaker, a social media enthusiast. He is passionate about helping others get their story heard. Since starting his blog, Dustin has built a successful career as a full-time digital marketing consultant, providing valuable insight on social media and digital marketing. His most recent venture, which you need to know about, is called Magi. Did I say that right? Magi. Yes! Aims to bring the most powerful artificial intelligent tools to one beautiful and highly functional interface. And let me say, as a side note, one of the backbones of my company currently. (laughs) (laughs) So Dustin, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Well, you you said it better than the AI could have, so... Well done on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Listen, so let's talk about that. Like, so for our listeners, some might have heard about AI. They might have kind of like, you know, know enough to be dangerous. But why don't we just start off at a very basic foundation? What does AI stand for? And what in the heck is ChatGPT? And why should we know about it? Great place to start because, you know, as much as us digital natives sort of understand all this stuff because we've been shiny object syndroming all over the place since it came on the scene, it is important to really cover the foundation. So AI stands for artificial intelligence. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, those things that you see in sci-fi where they're robots walking around and they're intelligent and they're self-aware. It's not quite right now. The state of AI, artificial intelligence, is really just a very smart at least seemingly smart applications that do things either in the form of text generation or text editing or image generation. And there's actually some video generation. So they are applications that are taking text input from you. You're typing some words and they are creating something based on those words that you give them. So it's almost like magic. You're kind of like uh, adding some magic words and then the machine is doing the things that you want it to do just based on natural language, which is very different from how we've used it in the past. Usually we have to wait on developers to come up with a button and a template and some functions that work. We hit a button and then the things happen. Now, with the onset of ChatGPT, which is a revolutionary new way of interfacing with artificial intelligence, we can just type what we want and ChatGPT or the AI will give us that thing and hopefully as close as possible to what we actually intended for it. But the idea is we can speak to it naturally. We can type to it naturally just like we would a human being and it will give human-like responses. Fantastic. I love that. That was a great breakdown. 
And so let's talk about ChatGPT for the people that are listening that are like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about ChatGPT, but like, what is it? I've been trying to explain it and I want you to add on to this. Like, it's kind of like a language. Would you agree? Like kind of like Spanish or Russian or English. And it's one way. I mean, you know so much more about this than me, but you brought Claude into Magi, which we'll talk about. But is that a good way of thinking about it? Or can you help clarify that even for me? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one way to think about it, because we are having to learn a sort of a new way of communication. The strange part about it is, for me, is like the more that I understand it, the more I realize it's not actually that different. I almost think of it like, if you think back to if you were around when this happened, or or aware, I guess, when Google took over. So I'm a millennial, uh, so I was around before Google And I was aware of like the time before Google, before you could just go and like Google whatever you want. There was this transition period of like, I used to look stuff up in books and I have to go to the yellow pages to find encyclopedia, encyclopedia, (laughs) like that we already had this mode of operation to get information. And it took us a while to slowly realize all the things that we can do with Google Mm -hmm. and to learn how to craft a Google search, right? Like it took some connecting of the dots, I guess, of how to communicate to this search engine to get the things that we want. So I think it's very similar to that. We're going through this subtle transition period of, you know, I used to do things X, Y, and Z way. I used to use this app and that app and this function and that feature to do these things. But really all I need is chat GPT. And I just need to tell it I just need to talk to it like it's my personal assistant and it will give me the things that I want. And there are some nuances there and some like little tricks that you can use to get better things out of it. But it's really just an awakening, I guess, of how to start communicating and getting the things that we need in a different modality, a different mode of operation. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. I think back, even like when you're saying that to the episodes of like Katie Kirk on the Today Show couch being like, what is that at symbol talking about? Email, <laughs> right? It's like we didn't do that. And so yeah. it is a different way of thinking about it. Yeah. Tell me about the start of ChatGPT. I know it was December. I know it was like a thousand users in five days. Like tell our listeners about that and give them a background on what ChatGPT and how it came on the market with such a bang. Yeah. So the interesting thing is the history of AI, like AI tools have been around for years. And I'm sure yeah. you've used them because you know, you're all over the digital trends. And me too, because like we use them for our marketing work, our digital content creation. So we've had tools like Jasper and Copy AI and the 5 million copycats of both of those tools. <laughs> and you know, over the last three years, it was like a new one every day was popping up. Mm-hmm. And they were all using, uh, most of them anyways, they were using this AI model from OpenAI called GPT-3, which is the previous version of before ChatGPT came out. So think of it like a, you know, an iOS or, or a Windows version. It's, it's the previous less smart version, less advanced version. And all these tools were using it, right? So like they've been around for a while. And the reason I think that things really took off when ChatGPT released to the public, and it was only publicly released in March. Mm-hmm. So December, January, like some people started getting invite-only access. But like the problem with these former tools was everything was like templates. Like I said, there was a button, there was a template, you had to know all the templates, you had to know what the templates did. 
And most of these AI tools, their whole business was built and, and sold on this idea of we have all the templates you need. We have a thousand templates, we have a million templates. Come pick a template and you'll get the thing done that you want done. And like the challenge for most people is that seems like an attractive thing. Oh, I have all these options, I have all these tools. But what happens is like the same thing that happens when I log into Netflix at night. There's a million movies that I want to watch yeah. or I don't want to watch. And I have to sift through them all and figure out which one do I actually want. Uh-huh. No. And so like you, you encounter this paradox of choice. Like I have so many options that I just can't choose. And that's why AI has never hit mass market until now. Because with ChatGPT, when it released and started giving people access to this new mode of operation, this just tell the AI what you want, uh-huh. it unlocked a whole world of possibilities. No longer did you have to filter your ideas. You'd have to filter your needs and wants and goals through somebody else's templates. You'd have to fit your creativity into somebody else's box. Yeah. You could just talk to the AI. And so around December, January, they started leaking it out to trusted testers and so forth. And then in March, that's when more people started getting access. And that's when the entire world changed. And in fact, I was actually building an app. I was already building an AI app. I was building you know, something based on very limited set of templates or modalities, you know, basically social media content and, and blog content, trying to find the simplest, easiest way to kind of combat this idea of like, you don't have to sit through a million templates. How can I refine that process? And then ChatGPT came on the scene and I got access and I instantly saw this is the paradigm shift that people needed to really make these tools accessible to them. The natural language aspect is just, that's the game changer. Mm-hmm. And I immediately threw out everything that I was building. <laughs> I was like, nope, this is it. This is all, this is history. This is going yeah. never going to be a thing again. Wow. The way of doing things is just talking to the AI. Mm-hmm. And uh, I completely changed the entire business and I started building Magi, which is a, a better interface for ChatGPT. So what I'm hearing is before the previous versions, it was very templated, overwhelming because you had to figure out which one you wanted to use and it's kind of decision paralysis. And so it wasn't that easy. Now, the new version, the the paradigm shift, like conceptually here is that you can just talk to it like a normal person. And Mm -hmm. just like if I was talking to you, I'm not going to have a good interview unless I ask you good questions, right? Right, exactly. So it's the same thing with the chat GPT. And what I've seen, and I want you to start talking about and telling us more about Magi, is the way that I've explained it. And again, I want to make sure that you, the expert, tells me if I'm on the right track here or not. But it's like, so we have these languages, but the languages in their raw form of just talking back and forth to them require a lot of skill or like there's so many possibilities that you can do that even though we're just talking to them, it's still kind of overwhelming. So when you take that language and you put it into a software like yours, and we already have problems solved such as personas, like tell me XYZ as if you're an HR consultant or a sales agent, right? Those are going to be two different outputs. And because you've already done those personas, like What I feel like is you've taken like the basis, do I have this right? You've taken the basis of this technology and made it more user-friendly or solve the major problems that people have. Is that right? And 
or yeah. wrong and tell us what Magi is and why. I think I just said it wrong. Mad, Magi. 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 Why is it different than ChatGPT? What does it do better than that? And why should business owners have it on their radar, most importantly? Yeah. I mean, so if you've ever used ChatGPT, number one, you find out that it is kind of magical. Like there's something magical, like I said, putting in some words, typing some words, and then things happen. You know, I'm a Harry Potter fan. So like, <laughs> my daughter too. She has the wand. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you say some magic words and the things happen. And so that's actually how I came up with the name for Magi. It was, you know, magic and AI, Magi. And so when I started using ChatGPT, though, like instantly as a business owner, you're almost preconditioned to like find problems or like to find gaps or to find friction points. A great business is, you know, you find a problem and solve it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I started using it right away and instantly I realized as a prolific content creator myself, you know, doing social content, blog content, ads, uh, web page, landing pages, you know, all sorts of content. I instantly knew like, okay, I'm going to have all these chats and all of a sudden they're just building up in the sidebar here and like, oh wait, now what was the one I had like three days ago where I asked at this thing and oh shoot, how do I find that? Oh, there's no search feature. Why is there no search feature? Why can't I search my chats? Why can't I group them and put them in folders? Why can't I, why can't I just have it read a web page? I mean, I just wanted to get the text on this page and I wanted to do something with this text. I got to copy the whole thing. Why do I have to switch apps all the time, go to a document editor back here and back to the doc? So it was like, it started building up all these little usabilities. Yes. These little annoyances getting on my nerves. And I'm like, as a content creator, as someone who's trying to do business with the content that I'm creating here, I need some tools. (laughs) I need some better tools to get my work done with less effort and with less context switching and back and forth and all the headaches. So I was like, I can build this. This I'm already building this app. ChatGPT offers an API, which essentially means that other apps can use ChatGPT in their apps. And so I'm like, I'm just going to build a better version of ChatGPT using the same technology. And that's what Magi is. So Magi, from day one, I was like, I need to build a system that allows you to search and filter your chats quickly and easily in a way that we're already used to, not having to learn a new way of doing things. Like, how can I give people something that they're already used to that they don't have to learn something new? I also wanted to be able to put them into folders and categorize them, organize them. I'm a bit of an organization freak. So I built the folders feature into Magi where you can put things into folders. I also, like I said, I wanted it to read URLs. And unfortunately, ChatGPT, the limitations of it are that it's an AI model that was trained on data up until September of 2021. So it's not accessing the internet right now. It is a static set of data that it has been trained on and it can only pull from that data, which means anything that happened after September 21 is completely unaware. Mm -hmm. And so if I wanted to interface with my website, if I want to say, you know, here's my landing page for my product, tell me how I can make it better. It can't, it can't do that. But with Magi, I was able to build in the ability to paste the link and Magi will follow the link, read the page and give that information to ChatGPT so you don't have to like copy and paste all of it yourself. So 
dozens and dozens of things like that, that, you know, over the last two months that I've been adding and adding and adding as people have been asking them, you know, really just to make our lives easier and to make accessing the AI better, faster, stronger, more efficient. And then, you know, of course, unlocking some of the capabilities that natively ChatGPT doesn't give you. Mm-hmm. And one of those you alluded to is personas. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who have discovered this ability of ChatGPT to sort of take on a personality, you can tell it, you know, act as an expert copywriter, and it will give you more precise outputs around copywriting, say, or you can say, write in the style of Hulk Hogan, you know, <laughs> you can give it personality. Yeah. And it will follow those instructions very closely. Now, the thing with ChatGPT, though, is if you read through some of the nerdy documentation that I spend a lot of time in, you find that there are actually already a set of instructions given to the AI. Whenever you start a chat, it has what's called a system message. And that system message basically instructs the behavior. How is it supposed to interact with your content? It's a very simple system message that every chat you start in ChatGPT has. It's, you are a helpful assistant. So essentially what it's doing is it's taking its big thing of knowledge, its big, you know, data set, and it's filtering it through this operation of being a helpful assistant. And then you can give it instruction on top of that. You know, I want you to act as a pro advertising specialist or a social media manager. Mm-hmm. And I want you to do these things. Mm-hmm. It's going to do that. It's going to follow your instruction, but it's still being filtered through first as the helpful assistant. So you're somewhat diluted in that instruction. Now with Magi, because I'm using the API, I have the ability to manipulate that system message and to switch it out with whatever you want it to be. And that's how personas were born. Personas are these expert crafted instructions given at the system level to the AI so that whatever goal you want to accomplish, whatever outcome you want to produce, or whatever style you want to have the AI generate in, you set that persona and then instantly you're going to get better outputs because you're not being diluted by the helpful assistant system instruction. Your instruction as the persona is the system level instruction, giving you much more efficient and more effective outputs. That is absolutely phenomenal and fantastic. And you guys, I hope you're getting excited about this right now. When he was talking about personas, we just finished a week-long hiring with AI chat group. And I know some of you guys actually already are using Magi. I love that description, Dustin, because it makes so much sense to me why when I do use Magi, how I get so much better responses when I'm trying to prompt the persona versus chat GPT. I had no idea that it was still being filtered through that original thing that you were just talking about. Also, you guys, it's not enough to just be like, oh yeah, AI is everywhere. Like it's in Canva now, it's in ClickUp now. It's taking the raw form of it and bringing it in because of that open API that Dustin was just telling you about. So I want to tell you like, Dustin, am I right in saying that not all AI is created equal? You know, ClickUp AI isn't going to be like Magi AI or, right? right? And then right. where does it where does it fall with, I know inside Magi, it was game changer going from using chat GPT to Claude. And what are the differences there? And I'm probably getting too granular right now, but I want to know for my own personal self and this is my podcast. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's your show, girl. Do what you want. 
your first question, you know, all these apps adding AI and how does that sort of become different? Everything has AI, what is an AI app, right? So from a business perspective, all of these apps sort of have to, they have to add some form of AI because it's becoming such a hot topic. And so- It becomes Yeah, right. And what they have to do is they have to find ways to leverage the AI to fit their users' current needs, right? You know, like Canva, they're adding image generation, maybe some text generation, but they're not going to like come up with, uh, you know, an integration that will help you write a storybook, right? Like it's right. Just, or do they, they have to sort of narrow the functionality. They have to narrow down the use of how they're bringing this AI. And odds are they're making some tweaks on the back end. They're adding some system instruction of their own. They're layering in their own what they think the user needs. And so in very different ways, you know, Magi is meant to give you whatever you need, whereas something like a Canva or a ClickUp, they are intuiting what you need based on their app and what their app's supposed to do. And so it's, you're, you're sort of, you know, getting limited, but uh, targeted functionality, I guess is the better way to say it, targeted functionality from the AI inside those apps. Whereas Magi is really meant to give you any creative needs you want, just really be the open, and powerful assistant that can give you and deliver anything. You mentioned Claude. Now, the other thing that ChatGPT doesn't have is it doesn't have other companies' AI models. Now, the ChatGPT is not the only AI game in town. Right. Um, OpenAI is the company that created ChatGPT, and they're sort of the leaders in the space at this point. They're the most popular name. They're the Google right now. They're the Google of, yep. of AI models. Yep. But they're not the only one. There's another company out there called Anthropic who is doing some amazing things in this field. They have a significantly different, I think, approach to how they do the AI and how the AI does its thing in the background. But they're also a little bit more conservative in terms of safety and putting up guardrails around the AI because they're very safety conscious. So they're a little bit more conservative on that side. But the real big game changer, there's really two big game changers for me when I choose Claude over, say, OpenAI's ChatGPT or GPT-4. Number one is the context window. So this is something most people aren't aware of. Daily, I'm having to explain this to people because, you know, one of the things that I have beef with comes to ChatGPT is it's not really transparent about its limitations. And what I mean by that is every AI model has a limited memory. It cannot remember the entire conversation. Now, it will give you the illusion. It is very, very good at making you think that it remembers everything you said. <laughs> and it remembers that entire conversation. And that's how you're able to have deep conversations. And the context really feeds the you know, how good the output comes. But it actually does have a very limited memory. And if you think about it like a memory card or before iPhones had huge limitations, you just told me before we came on, you have like 90,000 photos that you're trying to manage, right? Yep. <laughs> so I remember the time when my phone could not handle all the photos that I was taking. I would constantly have to delete things from, mm-hmm. I'd have to like transfer it to Google Photos and then delete mm-hmm. my phone so that my phone had more memory, right? Mm-hmm. AI models work in the same exact way. Mm-hmm. And they have a limited scope that it's called a context length. Mm-hmm. And in the case of Claude, they call it a context window. So if you think about it as this window, So I'm sitting here in a window in this video and every chat message you have adds to the bottom of the window, right? Mm -hmm. As you add more and more, the things at the top start to come up close to the window and all of a sudden they're out of the window, right? Because at some point it's just too much and it fills up the whole screen. 
What ChatGPT will not tell you is that as soon as something is outside that window, it has no recollection of it. It does not know what it is. So you can have a conversation and think it's going great. And then all of a sudden it says something, you're like, wait, did you forget about something yeah. there? Because now yeah. you sound a little weird. That's what's happening. It's context window has been exceeded. So it's actively forgetting everything that you said before or outside of that window. Mm-hmm. Now that window for chat GPT for standard chat GPT is about 3000 words. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's wow. all you get. 3000 words. And then it starts to forget. Now for most but people, amnesia. right, exactly. <laughs> Some people might not be a big deal. You know, maybe they're making a handful of social media content, or maybe they're making yeah. advertisements for their business. 3000 words is plenty. Mm-hmm. With GPT-4, the most advanced model that OpenAI has, you get double the capacity. You get 6,000 words. And mm-hmm. again, for most people, that's fine. Like that'll mm-hmm. work. But with Claude, the thing that blew my mind was Claude has a model and they have several models, some with lower capacity, some with higher. The higher capacity model is called Claude 100K and it can remember up to 75,000 words. Wow. So GPT-4, 6,000. Claude 100K, 75,000. That's more than 10 times the amount of memory that you have to have these deep conversations with the AI. And remember too, like the AI, the more context you feed it, the more it can improve upon what it's giving you. And so more context, deeper conversations equals, equals better output as you go along. And so that was a huge unlock for me. Now, the other thing too is Claude is way faster. Yeah. So, um, Super fast. limitations that Magi has, and I'm working on a way to get around this. But in native chat GPT, you, you say a thing and it starts typing right away, right? You can sit there and watch it type. It's kind of fascinating, but you get that instant feedback. Now, because of the way that Magi is set up through the API, we don't have that ability to watch it type in real time. Mm-hmm. We actually have to wait until it finishes the whole response and sends mm-hmm. it over to Magi. And then you get the whole thing all at once. And so, feels a lot slower than a native chat GPT. It's not necessarily, it's just like it feels that way because we're not getting the instant feedback. Interesting. Oh, oh, with Claude, Claude is so fast. It's not sitting there typing word for word. In a matter of seconds, it's going to produce the whole thing. And then it's going to show inside of Magic. So I really love Claude, number one for its context length. I mean, that's, for me, I'm writing articles that are like 6,000 words, which means... If I'm going to have a conversation with an AI about it, it's going to be a conversation of like 20,000 words at least. Yeah. As the back and forth, the, you know, your words count against that context. So with Claude, I can feel free to have these conversations as long as I want and go deep. Now, and then the speed on top of that. But the other thing is Claude, like I said before, is more conservative. They're a little bit more on the safety guidelines side of things. And so it's less likely to lie to you. It's less likely to make stuff up. Oh my that's one of the big problems with ChatGPT is it will, uh, as a journalist that I really love, Neil Patel from The Verge, he likes to say, AI will confidently lie to you. And that, <laughs> if it doesn't know something, it just makes it up. You really have to kind of fact check and put it through your own common sense to, to make sure. But Claude is much more conservative, much less likely to lie and make stuff up. And uh, that's another thing that I really appreciate about it. That is amazing. So again, uh, you know, coming back to where we started this part of the conversation was one of the things that I wanted to do with Magic is offer people multiple AI models. 
give them that choice of like, you know, maybe GPT is not giving them the thing that they want, or maybe it doesn't have the capacity they want. And we can give them another AI model from another company and give them a little bit of choice in there to get the best possible product for their needs. Mm -hmm. So this is what I adore about you, Dustin, and why I followed you and why you don't know it, but you've become an integral part of my company with my newsletters, with our blogs, with our podcast scripts, with all of it, right? Because we got into ChatGPT and had some of the hiccups that you were talking about and then went into Magi and was just like, yes, we're home. Like it was amazing. <laughs> and so first I want to say, because I haven't actually even spoken this yet and I probably should do a little intro after this interview, but you guys, if you want to check it out, go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash Magi, M-A-G-A-I, and you will go straight there. It is my affiliate link, but guys, like I use it like haircut for men. I'm not just a salesperson. I'm also a client. And guys, it starts at $9 a month. And I've already had some of my companies sign up for it and they love it. They were like, oh my God, this is going to be so much fun. But let me tell you the next step here, the higher level of this, because I know that our show's going over what you're normally used to. But if you have been, let's see, how do I say this in a funny way and not a weird way? If you have been business-minded turned on by this conversation, there is so much more for you coming up in July of 2023 inside the mastermind. Dustin's actually going to come in and have two appearances. One's going to be a training. One's going to be a teaching, I think. We also have another expert coming in too. We are dedicating the entire month of July to artificial intelligence and specifically (laughs) powered by Magi, really. Because in order for you to move your business forward, everyone is burned out, stressed out, overwhelmed, has too much stuff to do. And if you can just learn this, okay, just like picture back, if you decided you were never going to learn Google, how that would have hurt you. This is where we are again, closing this loop back to what Dustin was saying at the beginning. So if you are a jumper, which you are, if you're listening to this podcast, I really encourage you to join us in the mastermind, get with Dustin. The coolest thing about Dustin too, you guys, and you don't know this because him and I are Facebook friends, is he's been taking us on this entire journey. He's been so transparent about, oh my gosh, this is happening. Oh my gosh, I did this, or this is where we're at. This is how much we've grown. The other thing too, is when I've had stupid, silly questions, I've literally like DM'd Dustin and he's like on it, like with a loom back to me. He is the expert. There is the support. There is the guidance. It's not another software where you have to put in a ticket and then like wait 24 hours to get a response back. So I encourage you so much to play around, not with ChatGPT in its raw form, but spend $9 a month. That's a Starbucks like drink <laughs> for most people <laughs> and get on Magi and see what we're talking about. I'm telling you this, not because I'm trying to sell you because it doesn't really make that big of a difference to me at all. It doesn't. I don't care. What it has done though, is it has made a big difference in my business. And you guys know that I am in the spot of helping you make your businesses better. So trust me when I say this. So again, go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash Magi, and let's talk about it in the mastermind. If you're not in the mastermind already, go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash mastermind and join us and join in the conversation. It's a monthly membership that if you don't like it or you just want to be in it for that month, cool. Like that's it. Dustin, I'm going to leave you with the final words of what do you think that, you know, all these pet sitting and dog walking business owners who are overwhelmed, burnt out, feel like they're burning the candle at both ends of the stick. What would your final words as just another business owner, marketer, and AI specialist be to them? Well, I think 
being in the dog walking business is such a unique and specific business. And despite the uniqueness and specificity of it, even though you might think like there aren't a whole lot of tools out there that can relate to what you're doing and how you operate your business. One of the beautiful things about these AI models is they actually understand a lot about a lot. And so if you could spend some time talking and interfacing with the AI about your business and just ask it things like, here is my list of clients. Here are all the jobs that I have lined up. How can I improve my efficiency in this? I'll give you another example because I'm not in this business. so I can't really speak specifically, but take from this. I had one guy who's using Magi. He's a director. And this director, essentially what he did is he uploaded the script. He pasted the entire script of the play that he's doing. And he essentially said, give me a prop list based on this script so I can handle my props department. And the AI did all of it. It read the script. It found all the props and made a list for him. Then he said, make a list of all the characters and rank them based on how many words they say. And made a list of all the actors based on words. Then he said, give me the character traits for all of these characters that I need to look for in the actors when I do auditions. And it did an entire breakdown. And then he said, here's our opening day of our show. Our opening day is this date. And our first day of rehearsals is this date. Come up with a rehearsal schedule that schedules all the actors in the right places for the amount of words that they need based on that and write the whole schedule for us in a spreadsheet format. And it did. (laughs) So I think about that when it comes to dog walking, you have a schedule, right? You have to book things in a calendar. You have clients to manage. You have activities to manage. Put all of that into the AI and just have it help you organize things. Mm -hmm. And it can do it faster and more efficiently than you trying to sit there and do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. So just explore those type of things. Explore, just give it information and say, I need help with this aspect or I need help with that aspect. How can you help me? And just simply ask it, how can you help me with this? And it will uh-huh. tell you. Yeah. Oh my God. I just got some really amazing ideas that we're going to exploit your brain on in the mastermind. And that's creating <laughs> schedules because so many dog sitters or business owners are sitting there on Google trying to map out where their people should go. Like, one, two, mm-hmm. like buy houses. And I have some ideas there that I want to play with. And I can't wait to continue this on with you in July. So thanks for making yourself available. Thanks for being here today. You guys, again, you want to go jump on over to jumpconsulting.net forward slash Magi, which is M-A-G-A-I. This has been another episode of Bella in your business. Remember when life gets you down, always keep jumping. Bye now. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.